All right, what we need to know today, we're going to learn about scientific investigations of unidentified aerial phenomena, which is a UAP. So on the hotline right now, we're going to learn more about it. We have Dr. J.C. Van Vekelberg, Ph.D., former Los Alamos National Lab biophysicist, and Deborah LaPrevort, former FBI special agent and forensic scientist. And how are we doing today? We're doing good? We're doing good. All right, excellent. All right, so I guess uh, this is kind of interesting to me. I'm, I'm always fascinated with uh, uh, anything that's flying around. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you first. Now, uh, whoever wants to take this question will be fine. So uh, Genesis 2 Project, which is G2P, was founded on the mission of moving the perception of UAP from the realm of fanciful ponderance to that of a serious scientific subject. So can you describe how you went about making that vision a reality? Certainly. So um, when we first got the idea for Genesis 2 Project, it was based on um, we one of our principals had an initial image. And when we started looking at it and wondering about it, we started looking around the world and just seeing this mass of data that was just being collected on a daily basis from around the world. And, you know, once something reaches a critical threshold, then we realized, you know, this is happening every day. People are capturing this every day. And really, it's time. the time has come that we've moved from the idea of do UAP exist to, yes, they do, but what are they? And really the best way to move forward with studying something is in a serious nature and to have it established as a serious scientific study. And this was the challenge because UAP, which used to be known as UFOs, which is a much more bounded term focused on objects, you Mm -hmm. know, rather than phenomena then um, the challenge was that a lot of um, UFO study and even conversations were based in science fiction and entertainment. And so we really needed to, we recognized that we needed to overcome that Mm -hmm. and to make a serious scientific study based on the empirical method. And when we did that, we started reaching out to scientists. And one way that we found to make people comfortable with talking about their own experiences, their own documentation, their own curiosities and desires to study this was to give them very strict non-disclosure agreements that we said, we are focused on the data. We are not focused on your name. We are not focused on you going forward and and talking about your own personal reputation. This is simply a scientific study and collection of data. And that made a lot of people much more comfortable with coming forward and talking to us and sharing their information and launching their own investigations forward based upon that that assurance that we gave them. And so we've been very successful over the past five years in collecting a group of people, of scientists, of everyone who's very scientifically minded, and giving a solid science foundation to this study as a bona fide discipline. Gotcha. All right, so there's been some type of, uh, I guess, uh, findings uh, in northern New Mexico. Uh, so what are, what are the, your findings from, uh, say, the five years that I guess you were studying this, doing investigation, actually? Yeah, so we've been collecting data for uh, at least five, six years out of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And uh, we now have a database that contains tens of thousands of photographs, images, 
uh, video and uh, witness statements uh, just in the New Mexico area. Mm-hmm. We also have data from hot spots around the world, including Peru. Uh, but for the last five years, we've been focusing on northern New Mexico. Yeah, what what makes that so special to uh, you know to study? What what, do you, what I'm trying to ask is why is it so special northern Mexico? You know what I'm saying? It's just do they like going there? I don't know. <laughs> Northern New Mexico is where our first image that that really prompted the inception of GTP came from Northern New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And what we noticed as we were amassing data over the years is that that it seemed to be a hot spot. You know, there right. was stuff happening frequently and daily, and nighttime, daytime, every season, every single day. And so we thought, you know, this would be a really great place to found this idea that we have a scientific study because there's just so much going on. Also, as you know, there's just an innate interest in UAP in this entire region. You know, New Mexico has a very a very long modern day history of unidentified um, things happening. But then also what we found over the past five years is there's also a prehistoric history of UAP. So one exciting thing that we've talked about in the past is that we have found petroglyphs in this region that are 10, over 10,000 years old that look exactly like the modern day image captures that we are getting today. So that really solidifies the information that we're getting from this region and is one of the reasons we decided to focus on it. The other thing that's important is that over this past five years, we've been able to, with all these scientists that are coming in and, and working with us, we've been able to get independent validation. You know, each of these scientists is getting their own image captures from this region. And that's what's been so exciting about being here where things are happening so often. Gotcha. If you're just joining us, we're talking about the uh, scientific investigations of unidentified aerial phenomena, which is a UAP. Genesis 2 Project announces worldwide expansion of its investigations into unidentified aerial phenomenon. And this is actually, uh, it's actually very interesting. So uh, G2P uh, made its first public release of the world's first scientifically validated UAP recorded images in 2020, followed up by a second release in 2021. So how did these releases promote and fine-tune the overall strategy of G? Two P's investigations and how has your team evolved over the past year? Well, what's really interesting is based off of the data we had collected so far that we shared in 2020 and 2021, that got our images out and into the hands of other scientists who study UAP phenomenon. And so uh, since our original 2000, uh, I mean, 2020 release, we brought on additional physicists engineers and people with backgrounds in digital imagery analysis. Uh, So it's expanded our database and our cadre of investigators uh, and qualified scientists who are approaching the study of UAPs from a very uh, broad scientific background. Gotcha. Uh, I'll tell you, I'm finding this uh, very interesting here. So what's next for uh, G2P? we've been talking about you know we have we have such a massive collection of data that now that we've successfully 
established a scientific approach to this information and to looking at it, then we we want to take this approach to other regions where we have a lot of information already from. And by going back through the database that we have of current information, we've noticed that one of the other hotspot regions where we already have a lot of documentation is in Cusco, Peru, in the Andes um, Mountain region. And so for us, we decided that that would be the logical next step. That would be the next best place to expand the scientific study. Um, so, so we will be expanding worldwide at this point. Any idea where these uh, UAPs are coming from? Not a clue. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, what we do know is that we have hundreds of different uh, image types. I mean, so if you were going to call them an aircraft, we have hundreds of images of different types of craft. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, sort of like when I started analyzing data, I'm like, are they interstellar? Or are they interdimensional? Um, and what does that mean? And how does one go about determining that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know where they're from and I'm not exactly sure what they are, mm-hmm. but what I do know is that we need a lot more analysis of the data we're collecting. How do you, how do you capture the images you know, on film or is it digital or is it better now that we do have digital technology? How does that all work? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that one. Because my background's in forensic science and, and including uh, forensic digital analysis. Mm-hmm. So um, we uh, have captured, and obviously most of our images were in, originally ca- caught off of cell phones, video and cell phones, and then uh, infrared uh, trail cams and other type of uh, readily available equipment. Um, obviously, as we've expanded, we've brought in scientists uh, and, and that have much more complicated uh, equipment that can catch temperature variations, um, register heat, and then also analyze trajectory, speed, velocity, uh, directionality. So uh, a lot of it can just be taken with a cell phone or a good camera, and we collect it all and then have it analyzed. Excellent. So very interesting stuff. Where can the listeners go to get more information? Well, we are currently updating our website, and we do have a website. It's www.genesis2project.com. We release information on the site, but very sparingly because we have a very, very strict adherence to the rule that we only release information that has been scientifically vetted. As we said, we have a database of tens of thousands of images. We do not release that because we're going through and we're seeing what can be explained, what is truly unexplained in a UAP. And so um, so we do update the site occasionally. If anyone can go to our archives, which just by Google searching Genesis 2 Project, then our archives are in there with images that we've released in the past. And it's all very interesting and very thought-provoking. Gotcha. Dr. J.C. Van Velkenberg and also Deborah La, La Pravat, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, very, very good. Very interesting, actually. So thanks a lot for joining us. Much appreciated. Thank you so much. All right. My, my pleasure.